Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, people, and God. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, which invites you to know and show the welcoming heart of God. We all long for a life that matters, to give ourselves away for the next generation, to invest in things that will outlive us, and as my pastor said recently, to age intentionally and strategically. No matter what age we are, we are all growing older. There's no stopping that train. We want to grow something besides old. Thank you for joining me today at Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life. Hello, I'm so glad today to introduce to you my friend Angela Sackett of Welcome Home. Uh, I've never met Angela in person, but I have talked to her on FaceTime Live, I believe, on your blog. Is that right? Yes. Angela is my healthy redheaded friend because she, <laughs> she does wonderful recipes um, for good health. I think it would be keto or whole foods or something like that. Is that right, Angela? Mm-hmm. Yeah, real food, basically. Real, real food, right. <laughs> Let's see, what do I eat? Fake food. Anyway, but I think, that sounded pretty funny. I think we met because you reached out to me or something because um, I don't remember why, but you are a hospitality blogger as well not just a food blogger. Is that correct? Very much. Yeah. yeah. A big heart for people, her neighbors, her family, and a homeschool mom. And she and her husband helped run a Christian camp in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And so I am delighted to hear a little bit more about Angela. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about, I know you also, you're a a professional photographer, as you can tell, see, she has the real light. I have the dark light. (laughs) My wrinkles quite so much. And uh, Angela's professional photographer. So when you go to her website, so please do, I'll leave all these links in the show notes. And uh, she has some eBooks and uh, she's really into Whole30 and in the process of getting certified as a coach and she's redhead and she could be my <laughs> uh, little sister and I just uh, love her so much. So Angela, tell us a little bit about yourself and about your family and then we'll get into the legacy questions. Sure. So I, yes, you're right. I reached out to you because I just fell in love with your heart. And um, very similarly, I write at everydaywelcome.com and I encourage women to open your heart and open your home Mm -hmm. to know God's love and then share that with the people around you. And um, I'm a, as you mentioned, homeschool mom of five and now two daughters-in-law on top of that. Wow. Um, I have a son in the army, a son who's a health coach and a daughter who's in the Philippines. And then I am, uh, she's on the mission field there as a midwife. And then um, I'm, I still have two more to go in the homeschool nest. So um, I, I was a full-time photographer for about seven years with my husband um, while we ran our own business um, and homeschooled our kids. And then Uh, Several years ago, we moved to the East Coast, to the Jersey Shore, and I primarily do food photography now, still some portrait work and love it, Um, work for a couple magazines. And I really, I love the way that, as you say, so often when we open up our tables and when we open up our front door to people, we have the opportunity to connect heart to heart. And Mm -hmm. particularly growing up in a family where I had multiple grandparents who cooked and loved people through food. Um, that's just become an avenue for me where I love to create recipes. I love to play around in the kitchen and um, I like to encourage other people to do the same. So. Let me ask you a question. Um, do you see a difference in doing hospitality in your home versus meeting someone for coffee? Oh, definitely. I in think, what way? 
Well, I do both. And it's funny, I do more in my home now because we actually live in an area where there aren't a lot of warm, cozy coffee shops. There just aren't. And so um, I think what happens when you are in your home, you can kick off your shoes. There's less, um, uh, what's the word? I don't want to say pretense. It's not like you're pretending when you meet someone at a coffee shop, but um, there's just some barriers are let down. And I hate to say it, but even more so, you, and you talk about this too, and there's maybe a little bit of mess or things aren't perfect. And in our family, um, you'll probably find a kid at the table doing math and you'll probably find a puppy trying to get up in your lap. And um, I just think there's like, it's, you let down your hair a little bit, you know, you kick off your shoes and you can really get heart to heart with somebody. It's um, almost like when someone sees our real selves, that gives them permission to be their real yes, selves. Yes, I totally agree. And that's a way to um, really become more intimate in a quicker fashion, perhaps. Mm-hmm. You know? I think so, for sure. Yeah. And not that we can be best friends with everybody, but you and I are extroverts, so we probably want to be best friends with everybody. <laughs> and and uh, the best way for me has been at my table, and I, and I kind of wanted to hear your take on that because I've had people ask me, Sue, you always talk about your own, uh, your own house. Can't we do hospitality elsewhere? And I, I say, of course, you can take yes. lessons to a school yes. secretary. You can go to the park, whatever works for you. But there is something uniquely wonderful about opening your front door and letting right. someone in. You're letting someone in symbolically into your life. Yes. And I'm in a culture, interestingly, so we moved from the South to the Northeast and I'm in a culture where just the inviting is, is a big deal. You know, I speak at women's events um, because people kind of protect their space a little bit. I think Mm -hmm. on the East coast, Um, Mm -hmm. they're very real down to earth people but they're um, less likely to just throw open their arms like we did in the (laughs) South. And, um, you know, when I go to speak at a women's event, often I'll say, you know, if it's local, listen, here's my card, call me, we'll have coffee together. And, and so many times women have gone, what you do, you would, you'd have me over to your house. We don't even know each other. Mm -hmm. So just that willingness to put yourself out there, I think sometimes Mm -hmm. is, it's a barrier breaker, which I love. Wonderful. Well, today, of course, we're talking about making our lives count and uh, living a legacy life, which we, another person said, oh, it's called leading a legacy life. I thought, I think I like that better. (laughs) But we are leading one. And so what legacy are you hoping that people around you, not just your wonderful children and your husband, but people around you, perhaps who only would see you a few times, what kind of legacy are you hoping or intentionally giving or leaving? Mm -hmm. The big word that comes to my mind, first of all, is grace, Mm -hmm. Um, knowing God's grace and giving that you got to know it to be able to give it. And um, I've struggled with being a grace getter and a grace giver a lot in my life. Um, I'm a rule follower and I'm a rule maker Mm -hmm. and sometimes a rule breaker. (laughs) Um, And then also, I think one that is hungry for truth and willing to go after it. Um, and being fed by that. I play a lot with that imagery of food and being nourished and write a lot about that. And I think there's something really precious in us coming to the Lord and saying, I want more of you. I'm hungry for you. I'm thirsty for you. Mm. And then um, being willing to wait for it, you know, keep going back to his word. So I guess those are probably the two biggest things I would say. I grew up in a very dysfunctional family like many of us did in different ways and 
Um, so in my home, it's really important for me to be a grace giver. Um, and I've whew, so much more to learn about that. <laughs> okay. I have four, 14 questions from that last paragraph, but, um, when you talk about tasting God and the way that it has to do with food, what do you do when you're, what do you do when you find yourself not hungry for him? Cause we all go through dry periods where, all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, I'm a child of God and I don't really feel yeah. hunger for him. What do you do about that personally? Because I think, as you know, when we do that ourselves, that's when the legacy spills over to other people. Yes. But I am not always hungry for God. I'm hungry for yeah. donuts. On a <laughs> God. Yep. Much. So what do you do? How, what could you, how could you help someone who says, you know what, Angela, that sounds good on paper, but I'm not that way. What would yeah. you say? Uh, two things that I think of right away. One is just doing it, just being disciplined to um, open up your Bible because the more I'm in it, the more I want it. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's dry as a bone for yeah. all of us, I think. Um, but, and it's something I'm still working on at 40 years old, um, <laughs> is that just being consistent to be in it. And um, it has really been helpful to me to pick a plan. Um, I like the version Bible app, and um, we're doing the chronological one. I'm a lot of days behind right now. But that external accountability is helpful to me. I didn't and then the other, I, I missed that part. It's really helpful oh, for you to what? Uh, the U version oh, Bible you version app. On your, yeah, mm -hmm. I like that yep, too. Love that. And then the other thing is choosing to hang with girls who love Jesus and, mm -hmm. and especially ones that are older than me that have been walking with the Lord for longer than me. My best friend is 80, mm -hmm. just turned 80. Wonderful. And I can barely keep up with her, can <laughs> barely get on her calendar for coffee. Um, but being around on mm -hmm. purpose, other women that I look up to that I want to, and some are younger than me too. Mm -hmm. um, but man, I want to, oh, I want to be in love with studying the Bible like you are, or, oh, mm -hmm. I want to be grace-filled like you mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. It makes me more hungry, you know, mm -hmm. kind of what's my appetite, I guess. It's like an appetizer. Our older women friends are appetizers for me. I spent time with a friend last weekend, and I heard she wasn't feeling well, so I took her some soup. But of course, I come away filled. Yes. Of how uh, gracious and loving she is. And and I think we do ourselves a disfavor when we forget about them because we think they don't really want to spend time with us. Yes. And yes. Uh, pretty soon I am that one actually. But um, mm -hmm. but uh, I don't want to find out later that she passed away into Jesus' mm -hmm. arms and I missed out on that one more time to sit and have coffee. So I mm. do uh, highly recommend what, what you're saying, Angela. And thank you for that. How are you currently passing down the legacy that you want to pass down of grace and hungering after God. One you just said you meet with other people. What else? Yeah, um, writing for sure. Um, for me, writing is kind of external accountability to do the thing. Mm -hmm. So you know, if God's laying on my heart right now, I'm really passionate about women's issues. There's a lot in the Christian media right now, a lot of yep. debate, and uh, I think the core issue always for any of these problems that come up is. Do we have a humble heart before the Lord and before our brothers and sisters in Christ? And so uh, because I feel passionate about that and I see it all around me, I tend to think, oh, I need to write about that, which means actually, oh, I need to study the word mm. about that and see what the Bible has to say. I, I call it learning out loud or preaching to myself, you know, 
<laughs> so that's one thing. Yes, definitely meeting with women. Um, I had this precious mama come up to me a couple weeks ago. I was speaking at, speaking at a MOPS meeting and she said, we don't know each other, but we, do you do mentoring? Would you mentor me? Mm-hmm. And you're going to think I'm crazy. She kept saying, and I said, no, I think you're wise. Not because you're asking me, but because you're asking, you're seeking mm-hmm. it. So I try to say yes as much as I can to that. Um, you know, maybe set a timeline. I'm also um, involved right now in helping a, a young mom and, and new believer um, lead a Bible study, which is, it is crazy. Let me tell you, this mix of ladies, there are anywhere from six to 10 of us on a given night and little kids running up and down the stairs. And some of the ladies know Jesus and some of them don't yet. And wow. curious. And I see my role is coming alongside her helping her host, helping her lead, which she's a phenomenal leader and she didn't even know it before she started. Um, and then, yeah, of course my kids, you know, with each one of us, but I think seeing the bigger picture beyond our kids, we were talking about this actually last night in this mom study. If, if my son is friends with somebody, then I want them to be in our home. I want them to be friends with us. I want to invest in them because it's desperately needed right now in our society. And hopefully know. that moves on into their parents if they yes. let you do that. So yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, for those women out there who just heard you say that about mentoring and they think, well, that's Angela. She can do that. She's a writer, she's a <laughs> photographer, she homeschools and she cooks healthy. So um, I can't mentor. What would you say to that woman? Um, probably I've heard you say the same thing. There's always somebody who's a step or two behind you. Mm -hmm. And Titus two is not just written for the brave extroverts. Um, it's written for all of us. So, and there might be a woman who's older than you or further along in you in some areas, but not as far along in you as you in other areas. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can, I promise, and Jesus will equip you because Mm -hmm. he tells you to. So he never leaves us hanging. Yeah, it all comes down to um, listening to him, I think, for me. Mm-hmm. I think about this podcasting venture. Uh, <laughs> I think, well, does he really want me to do it? Let's make sure I'm obeying because I don't want to do it for myself. That's a waste of time. You know, I only have an, yes. another 20 years of cognitive viability, if that. <laughs> so I better get cracking. Um, and I have a question lingering. I still want to ask you, but you might answer it when I ask you this. What changes are, did you have to make to pass on this legacy perhaps, or actually what obstacles? Because you mentioned your upbringing as a dysfunctional family. And yeah. I talk a lot about my mom breaking the chain of ungrace because she was not raised with hospitality. And yet I didn't mm-hmm. know that by the time I was number four of five children. I didn't know she didn't know what she was doing when she started. So I really like telling that story. So in what ways did you have to break any without, you know, saying bad things about your upbringing? Yes, but, yes. Uh, everybody, as you said, has some sort of dysfunction. Yeah, I think fear plays a big part. Mm. And so many places in scripture, the Lord talks to his people about not being fearful. And the, the way we do that is by getting to know him better, to know that we can trust him to equip us. Um, fear for me leads me to try to control. And so I struggled early on with wanting to create a perfect environment. Every time there was a season when we were pastoring, my husband was pastoring college age, young adults, and I had three little babies at home and, um, my house felt like it was never put together. And I was trying to homeschool and 
I felt like those were things that were um, barriers or obstacles. You know, my kids felt like obstacles. Maybe mm-hmm. you feel that way or your yes. job is an obstacle. But when you start to just say yes to the Lord, kind of like you just said about doing this podcast, it's amazing the way he swings open those doors. And also he teaches us to trust him. These, these college kids, we'd have a hundred sometimes kids in our little three bedroom townhouse on a Sunday night, Wow! but they'd help clean. They'd change diapers for my babies. They would, you know, do the dishes before they left. And they didn't care if I had it all together. They just cared that I was there mm-hmm. ready to love them and ready to point them to Jesus. So I think fear was a big obstacle and still is, um, and the need to control, but boy does having kids and moving cross country. And some of those things teach you that even if you want to, you don't have control. <laughs> yeah. It's the best thing the Lord can give us is a reminder that we're not in control. Yes, I don't yeah. like the process, however, sometimes. <laughs> Well, that is wonderful. Yeah. Um, is there any wisdom that you haven't already said, because this has been so rich, um, would you like to share with my Welcome Heart audience that would mm. encourage uh, us to make our lives count on a daily basis? You think? <clears throat> well, this is so simple, and I don't mean it to sound preachy, but my friend Jim, he and his wife mentor my husband and I for a number of years, and he would always say, do you you got your face in the word. Um, <laughs> and I think really, I, I think that's key and core. There are so many good books. There are so many podcasts. There are so many, especially for women right now, but they're not the book and they're not the Holy Spirit who has the power to equip us and change us. And so if you're struggling and you're in a dry place or you're afraid or you feel like those obstacles are too big, just keep going back to Jesus and saying, show me. Um, this year, reading through the Old Testament for me, we walked through some really hard things as parents this last year and in ministry also. And I remember a moment very specifically where I looked at my daughter and she is my best friend. <laughs> and I said to her, if this thing happens, there was something that was coming that we didn't think you know, was a good thing. And I, I said, if this thing happens, I don't think I can live. And my precious daughter looked at me and she said, mama, that is not the God I know. And she said, what makes you think that you don't deserve to walk through hard things? What makes you think that Jesus doesn't love you and know you enough to allow you to go through what you need to go through? And for her, that comes out of spending time reading it, particularly in the Old Testament this year, just looking at how many places God's people were so broken. And he allowed them on purpose to walk through hard things so they could grow, so they could know they could depend on him. Um, So yeah, his word is transforming. And if you just keep coming back and saying, I'm hungry, Lord, feed me. I'm thirsty. Give me what I need. Mm, He will. Yeah. I remember reading a passage about making God my refuge. And I thought, well, Mm. we really don't know that he can be our refuge unless we go through hard times. So as much as we don't welcome hard times, we welcome the fact that we get to sit on his lap and be mm-hmm. strengthened. And then our faith is strengthened for someone else, which is what this, uh, our lives are all about making it count. Don't you, won't you agree? Oh, I say so to others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I wish you lived next door. Maybe I would eat healthier. But, uh, <laughs> or I'd eat less healthy. One <laughs> or we could combine it. Anyway, thank you so much for being on my show today. And, um, those of you who are listening can see, can connect 
uh, with my friend Angela. I will be leaving uh, a link uh, in the show notes, a couple of them, as well as she is a speaker. If she, if you want to fly her out to California or she is in New Jersey and you can just pay her gas as well as something else and get her on your stage <laughs> and she will bless your socks off and maybe even do a cooking demo. And no one's ever asked me to do that, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, um, and also what I was going to say about, uh, oh, and that she's leaving some recipes there in the show notes as well. Yes, that you've sent yep. me a couple. That, that will be great. And I promise I will try them out. Oh, okay. yay. I'll let good. you know how they you are. You try and, so many great recipes. <laughs> yeah, well, I try. Anyway, well, thank you so much, Angela. And God bless you in your ministry. And you also, Sue. Thank, okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.